0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Urban Tech Podcast. I'm John Tomey, the founder of Urban Tech, and your guide to the intersection of cities and tech. My conversation today is with Pete Evanson, the COO and co-founder of Swoop a group ride sharing startup. Swoop was recently in the news and was awarded a contract to provide transportation at the 2022 Super Bowl. I really enjoyed talking with Pete and learning how they're approaching a different model than ride sharing and that their model is really more about focused on providing small business operators like party bus operators or limo companies with the tools and operation software that they need to scale their businesses. But Pete can explain more on that. One quick ask before I go. I'd love if you could share Urban Tech with friends and family on our new website, UrbanTechNews.net, to be really helpful. We're still trying to get the word out about our premium subscription model, and every sub counts at this point. So thank you, I appreciate it. Now on to my conversation with Pete. I record on this computer. All right, Peter, thank you. What? Can you just share briefly, like your title, your day-to-day at Swoop? Yeah,
1: my title is co-founder and COO of Swoop. I look after all things related to the business, partnerships, sales, operations, and I work closely with the product team.
0: What did you do before? So it was Microsoft? Was yeah, it Microsoft? I was at Microsoft
1: for about four and a half years.
0: What did you do at Microsoft again?
1: So you I, I was on their product team as yeah. well as the business development team, basically expanding all of their online stores internationally. So I would essentially look for a good market, set up the program, and think about different ways that we could accelerate their online business.
0: Like the online retail or the yeah, like?
1: retail. So think about who we would target education, small business, enterprise, to essentially purchase from Microsoft Online. And so I was developing the international UK store, UK, Germany, France, Singapore, China. I spent 11 months in China, essentially looking for ways and building out That online store program in those markets, and thinking about ways to try and accelerate that business. So, how can we go and target the education market? How can we target the small business market? How can we go and target the enterprise market to come and purchase directly from Microsoft Online?
0: No, that's I I love that because I love I know you're obviously and we've like chatted, I've got to know each other like over the last few months and stuff. So I know you're like super passionate about small businesses, and that's probably like a good segue into you know what you're doing now. And so like how do you go from like Microsoft to like Becoming co-founder of a mobility platform marketplace, and I I love like what you're doing, particularly because you're based in LA. So, like, I'm a little biased in that front.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I grew up around entrepreneurial parents. My mom ran a marketing consulting company for 40 years. My dad ran a small business brand identity company for 45 years. So it was in my blood inherently to to be an entrepreneur, so to speak. But Right out of school, I was like, "Okay, where can I go to be an entrepreneur?" and I chose Microsoft. And it's just like completely opposite thing that you would think of with the entrepreneurial mindset going to 200,000 employee company. But it actually paid a lot of dividends to try and just learn. Okay, how do you scale out different programs at such a large company? And that's what I essentially was tasked to do: was hey, here, Pete, try and figure out a way to expand these online programs in international markets and try and target different verticals, education, small business enterprise. My specialty was really small business. And my co-founder is actually one of my best friends. We grew up together in high school and we used to just rally every now What's and then. What's his name? Amir Gorbani. Amir Gorbani. Yeah, so yeah. Amir is the CEO of Swoop and he approached me. We always went through these ideas together and they were terrible ideas these ones that we would come up with and then he approached me with swoop and he said hey look let's create and this was right when the uber and lyfts were just skyrocketing said let's target groups right people traveling together we created an on-demand party bus company right out of the gate and it really started to skyrocket and i like to call it the best worst app on the app store it was terrible, but we had Why so Why many- party
0: bus? Was it just like party buses or like the group and where you wanted to start? Or like what was it about yeah. party buses that you- Well, thought?
1: we worked at Uber and Lyft and they were really segmented towards the solo uh, yeah. traveler or maybe two or three people traveling. Yeah, or
0: like the XL like type yeah. of, yeah.
1: And no one was really going after party buses or groups, so to speak. I think we were, we looked at it and said, there's this industry out there right the limousine and transportation industry which amir has been part of for his entire life because his parents have owned and operated a transportation uh, company for you know 45 years and the best part about it was that company that they have which is called uh, vip limousine they actually have these party buses so what we did was hey let's look at this model and say hey Let's utilize these vehicles. We'll put them on a platform and we'll get people to book a party bus the same way they, they purchase, you know, or book an Uber today. And it's really started to skyrocket right out of the gate. But the unfortunate part was we were working full-time jobs at the time, trying to balance swoop. We're staying up until four or five o'clock in the morning, trying to do these rides. I remember dispatching and driving at the same time, totally not safe.
0: Probably try. Yeah. It's hard to try to do it all. Boiling the ocean is tough.
1: And that's when I realized a couple of things. One was that people were starting to request vehicles outside of just party buses. There was They were always requesting places to go. And they would utilize it for things like weddings and corporate events and so on and so forth. So that's when we developed Swoop Marketplace, which exists today.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it, yeah, it described to me because I think Marketplace plays are like super unique and... Uh, sorry, that was my Amazon Alexa, if you just heard that. You probably didn't love that I was dissing marketplaces. So obviously like scale is like what you need, at least I don't know, that's what it seems like to really be successful with a marketplace. So how are you thinking about the different the supply side and the demand side and how you balance those two things to make it all work, make it all spin and get that like flywheel, whatever like language like you want to get.
1: For sure. When we transitioned from the Party Bus on Demand to more of the super marketplace, our focus was really, how can we empower these local businesses? And so just to tie into what this industry looks like, the limousine, chauffeur, and black car industry is this forgotten industry, but it's a $40 billion industry. When you think about it, it's uh, charter buses, black cars, limousines, Sprinter Van party buses. And these are all mom and pop shops. They generally, have five or six vehicles. It's extremely fragmented, and they're still using they're pushing pen and paper emails to book trips, right? Or they're using software the equivalent of Minesweeper in 1995. So that's always been there. That's been the industry so far. And obviously, pre COVID, when a lot of people were traveling in groups, what we would do with group marketplaces, we would essentially connect people looking for group or ground transportation with these vehicle operators. And business started to boom for us. And we started to focus on a B2B model where we would go after the Googles of the world or Amazon or Walmart and pitch them on using our platform to book ground transportation. And so think about their executives traveling or they need transportation for a group offsite or a conference, events that range from, two people traveling in the black car to ten thousand people traveling to a, a conference.
0: Conferences are massive. It's like that's a news flash and like they're annoying. And but it's so cool. cool. Cause like <laughs> I would talk to my friends who like do the big off sites and stuff where they're like, yeah thousand yeah, like, people companies going all to one city or country or location. And like I can only imagine like the logistics on like their team for just booking like flights and stuff and like corporate travel is like, booked in like a very entrenched industry and it's like really hard to change on its own front but like mm-hmm. the bus is actually getting it's like the last mile problem of like how you even get people to, to the airport to their yeah. hotels and stuff so that, that's so cool it is
1: and it's fascinating because still there's been you know so much focus on last mile and a, a traveler that's going from a to b and it's been kind of forgotten about the groups you know, the six plus or you know the hundred person event that's happening. Mm-hmm. Right?
0: Well, I that like it because it's ultimately better for I feel like congestion in, like, Uber and like and they were yeah it's and it's does ride sharing actually decrease congestion and the arguments from a lot of cities, particularly in the U.S. and around the world, are the answer is no because it just creates another place for people to ease and get on the road. It's I think your models probably more convincingly could say I don't know to me it sounds like actually like getting bundling people together in bigger vehicles actually gets like them la- gets the volume part down
1: yeah our mission is tied to making transportation accessible transparent affordable and clean by empowering these local businesses so if you look at Uber and Lyft you're absolutely right it's extremely easy to use and and for the most part it's been a cheap product to just purchase going from A to B That number continues to go up, but it's also not great for the environment. And that's one of the things that we want to do here at Swoop is how can we make it as affordable and efficient and transparent as possible, right, and increase utilization of these vehicles, right? Utilize the vehicles rather than get more and more vehicles onto onto the streets. And if you look at vehicle utilization of these group transportation vehicles today, it's 4.3%. So generally, they're doing a ride maybe on Saturday or Sunday, and these vehicles are just like sitting there, so to speak. We want to increase that utilization. And how we do that is we're now building software for the supply side. So these mom and pop shops who, again, have just been on pen and paper or software that's extremely dated. We want to empower those businesses so that it becomes much more efficient for anybody that's going to be in a vehicle or a group traveling together.
0: Oh, yeah! It's like almost like arming the rebels of transportation nah. group. Yeah, which I love. You know, I, my mom started a small business, so I love any arming the rebels plays. Usually, that's the uh, mom. yeah. No, so I'm. Wait, I'm curious. So I, I know you guys, y'all have raised some funding. What can you maybe? I, I know there's a lot of urban tech readers, listeners who are interested in those details. So if you want to like share on that. Maybe what you're using yeah. it for focused on with it. Yeah,
1: so we, we closed our seed round back in March of last year. So it, it's been about a year since we raised that round. It was led by Signia. They're based in uh, the Bay Area. And then we also have some really cool investors that also joined. So South Park Commons, also in the Bay Area. Manit Gupta, who's the former chief product officer of Uber. Kim Fennell, who was very high up at Uber as well, leading their business development efforts. Kevin Wheel, who was ju- who just a- actually left Facebook and really high up, so we've actually had these really great investors. And it's one thing to have an investor or investors that just provide money and capital. It's another thing for them to actually provide value. And when we went into the fundraise, it was like, okay, how can we raise capital? At the- so we actually raised a pre-seed back in August of. 2019. And then we raised a full seed 3.2 million back in March of last year. So it's been a a full year since we raised that round. And so we've had, we have these either domain experts or investors who have actually been through the trenches and know how to build companies. And that was one of the things that we wanted to do raising this round was it's not just about the capital, right? It's about who can provide the most value to help Swoop really grow for the long term. As you can imagine, we raised this round right as COVID hit. And it was actually closed, but with all the due diligence and whatnot, I was committed pre-COVID, but with all the due diligence and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah it takes yeah. a little
0: while for all that stuff to come <laughs> it takes down.
1: takes some time, right? And we we actually raised this round as this COVID was happening. But the story on the vision of where we wanted to take Swoop raising this round was, hey, we have built this really good marketplace business for people looking to book ground transportation. But the thing that's missing is really the supply side. These operators in this ground transportation industry, this $40 billion ground transportation industry, they need help. They need software. Let's go and manage their business for them so we can unlock the demand side. And this means, hey, let's provide better software such as payments. Let's provide a booking tool so they can receive more rides. Let's provide them with you know a website builder so they can actually get a website presence. And we've built this software which is called moves and this is an extension of swoop. And that's what we raised the, the round for was wow. hey we're gonna be a technical company and we actually shifted. So we had I think it was 18 employees back in in March of last year, primarily sales and operations on the marketplace side, we've transitioned that to 70% engineering now, um, building out this software for vehicle operators. So it's really exciting in terms of what we're doing. And it's been a complete transition of just, hey, where's the opportunity for this to really scale out for the long-term?
0: That's awesome. No, and I love, I don't know, I love the combination of the long-term and sustainability piece, particularly since you're serving small businesses. And I would think, Small businesses are always skeptical I feel like of sure. big people coming in and I don't know it's just like a trust issue. I think if you're a small business and like you want help or partners or whatever like for anything it's like uh, who you work with can be like do or die for your business. So I love that you're like being so thoughtful and I know your like co-founding teams obviously has like a personal like.
1: empathy you yeah. know. Yeah. So it's to have that domain experience and that industry empathy is so important when you're launching a new product in an industry that is skeptical of these new people coming in, especially with these, you could say in, in stereotypes, these kind of engineering teams that like come in and say, we're going to change the way that you do business. I mean, to them, they're like, what's wrong? What's wrong with me? So you have to build that industry empathy and that trust with all of these customers. And the great thing that we have is my, my co-founder, one of the co-founders, Amir, the CEO of the company, he has that because mm-hmm. he grew up in the transportation industry. We have these pictures on the wall where it's him in front of a limousine at the age of three. Like his parents have owned and operated a limousine business for 45 years. I like to say his, his dad was probably one of the first the people to come to the US to start a limousine business. Right. And so we know what they need, but we can also talk to them the way that they need to be spoken to. We understand them the way that they need to be understood. So there's a lot of things like that, where whatever industry that you're trying to tap into, having that domain expertise and that industry empathy makes such a difference.
0: No, I love that point. Like, and as I'm thinking to build out like a paid product and I think industry and, but the, I love how you just describe that because I think it's so true. And like a lot of the mistakes I see at least in tech and it's even people with good intentions who just are moving too fast and trying to like prescribe tools, things sure. that without listening. And I think you see it in like communities and urban planning a lot too. Or, like the pitfalls of like when people are prescribing solutions that actually the people who they're supposed to help don't want them, and that's a bigger issue. But I don't want to take up too much more of your time. What did I miss here? What should I have asked you, or uh, what? Where can people keep up with Swoop's work? Uh, I know yeah. obviously website, app, where, where else?
1: For sure, we're we've got big aspirations to really tap into vertical SaaS for this ground transportation industry. So we want to be able to provide them with loans and and payments and solutions to grow their business even more. It's not just providing them with a tool that they can manage their rides effectively. It's it's beyond that. So we've got big aspirations. I would say keep up with us by going to swoopapp.com. Anybody can email me directly at peter at swoopapp.com. And we are... We're planning to do big things over the next six to nine months. Be on the lookout for for some new announcements and, and some new software plays that are coming out.
0: Peter, thank you so much for the time. And- I appreciate it and I look forward to getting to catch up again soon and we'll definitely be coming back to you when I have some like SMB transportation mobility questions for sure thank you so much one final ask before I go please continue to share the urban tech newsletter and podcast with friends family and colleagues anyone who could benefit from learning about how tech is changing our cities more and more every day thanks and I'll talk to you soon